live from Fort Bragg's backyard. This is the show that put the 110 Nation on the map. There is only one nation, the 110 Nation. And you're listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show. Covering each and every sport across the board. There is no sport too large or too little. It's time to talk the talk. Here we go. Here's the man, the founder, and your host, Mr. CJ Sports. everybody to the 110 Nation Sports Show. I am your host, Mr. CJ Sports, the one yeah, Mr. you follow me at Mr. CJ Sports. You can follow the 110 Nation at 110 Nation. I'll tell you what, it's been a couple of weeks. And yes, finally, CJ is back. The 110 Nation Sports Show. Almost like The Rock. We'll get into that here in a second, but uh, glad to be back in here. Um, you guys can like us on Facebook, my personal fan page, Mr. CJ Sports, the 110 Nation uh, fan page, uh, the 110 Nation Sports. Also, check out our site, www.110nationsports.com, for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation. There has been a lot going on over there at the 110 Nation, um, especially since last time I was on the air. So make sure you guys go over there and check it out. Show us some support. Um, talking about support, uh, I got to thank uh, Carolina Sports Plus and Morton Music. You guys can find them. Uh, you can find uh, Carolina Sports Plus on Facebook, uh, Carolina Sports Plus, or you can go to our website. Um, also, you can find Morton Music at mortonmusic.com. That's more, the number two, music.com. Or you can go to the website as well, www.the110nationsports.com. On the uh, main page at the very bottom, you guys can click on their banner. It'll take you to where you need to go. Um, that way you don't have to remember all these things. All you got to do is just go to www.the110nationsports.com. Or if you uh, go on the, uh, the uh, different articles, all you got to do is go over to um, uh, the right-hand side. And uh, the banner is on the right-hand side, show replays, all that stuff. So make sure you guys check that out. Got a lot of things going on over there. We're going to talk about the uh, MAC Conference, yes, the Mid-American Conference. Um, of course, on the website, we got uh, some press releases from our uh, our friends over the uh, different racing teams. It would be Vinatin, uh, Venturini Motorsports, um, CR7 Racing, um, SNS Greenlight. Um, seems like I'm missing one or two other ones. Let's see what we got. That's green light. Ventrini, um, CR7. Uh, I apologize if I miss any of those. The ones that just popped up across the screen. So make sure, make sure you check that out. Last time we talked, <laughs> while the devil went down, pays off. We got some more players dropping out of uh, baseball season. Um, Mac 10 or the, the MAC conference, uh, one of the last pieces uh, that I got on the website that I did. You go over to www.the110nationsports.com. I got it right there. Talk about the uh, MAC American conference, pulling out what that means for us 
in college football. They want <laughs> no more, there's no official word. There's a lot of speculation though that uh, Big Ten and the Pac-12 are ready to pull out, and uh, that's not good. You know, me moving back from North Carolina to Ohio, 2020 was supposed to be a, a year to remember. I was actually supposed to have a life and go do things and and gotten out of the toxic relationships that was sucking me dry and I was supposed to, you know, go do all these things. And, you know, going into this summer, going to the spring, we had about, we had tickets for about six different concerts. We had tickets for the Dayton Dragons. We had tickets, preseason tickets for that. It wasn't before the springtime, but before the season was, uh, preseason was canceled anyway. We had tickets preseason Cincinnati Bengals game, my mom and I. Um, Ms. Brainy had bought tickets for us to go to Cleveland to see the Washington uh, Washington football team and the Cleveland Browns uh, the week, last week of September. I had tickets to go to the Brickyard and see uh, my first race at uh, Indianapolis. Um, what else do we have tickets? It seems like I missed tickets. I think that we had tickets for something else. And needless to say, long story short, what was supposed to be a year of me actually going out, doing things, and finally having this life, I tell you what, COVID-19, you really suck. Um, You've taken it all away. You had us off the air for a few months, uh, more so due to the fact that there just was no sports, nothing to talk about. And then here we're about to cycle back around with no sports. (laughs) NASCAR season's only got a little bit longer, and they're going to be done, and they're the only sport really going. Um, baseball, tough to say if they're going to make it. The NFL, tough to say if they're even going to start a season. Um, the only other one looks like it's going to actually make it is the NHL. Um, they're not having issues with COVID. The players are wanting to play, and we've already got through the first round with all of the major players gone, eliminated out of it. Um, we got Izzo joining us at 8.30. Of course, we're going to jump more into that um, and, and all the top-seeded teams being gone and what that means with that uh, 3 to nothing win last night. What that means, was it really worth giving up a shot at the number one pick to continue in the playoffs when you're a long, long, long course? Like, it's way out there, like. Nobody expects you to, but then again, nobody expects all these teams to upset all these top-seeded teams. Um, and how concerned should I be with the lead we lost uh, Friday night, um, which was a horrible collapse for the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, so looking forward to getting him on here at 8.30 and uh, jumping into that. Um, but uh, the MAC conference decided they're pulling the plug on it. Um, from what I've reports that I've seen and from what I heard, 12 to 2 says that uh, that's the vote. Only two teams wanted to continue the season of the Big Ten. Um, we're waiting for announcements. From what I understood, there was a meeting tonight at 6 o'clock. Um, still have not seen nothing as I was scrolling through everything, trying to see if I seen the reports before I came on the show. And, of course, we'll, we'll continue uh, – Scrolling through things um, as as the show continues, but uh, as of right now, no announcements on the Big Ten not having a season. 
And then you got Ryan Day of Ohio State talking about even if there's not a season, it doesn't mean Ohio State. Basically, ain't saying Ohio State's not going to be playing. Talking about if we got to play in the SEC and they don't collapse their season to play in the SEC. That would be interesting. That would be interesting in the fact that everybody would have to shut up. Like, of course, somebody is going to have an unbearably bad uh, talking rights. Like, somebody's going to have the right to brag. But this argument of the SEC and their easy schedule, and then those trying to claim the Big Ten has an easy schedule, but come on, we can we can play. We we can do the math on how many top 25 teams Alabama plays traditionally every year and how many Ohio State plays traditionally every year. But this would eliminate that. Like, now you got to play each other. Now the the representative, the one, the only, the big and bad, the Ohio State play amongst the SEC. He, the SEC can't hide nowhere. No longer can the SEC fans talk about Ohio State's schedule. I mean, if you read the schedule, you wouldn't really have that as part of your argument, but – that would no longer even have to be something that would be vomited out of someone's mouth. And so the only downside about this is all the games would be away games. I mean, granted, there'd be no fans, so that kind of takes part of that out. Or, well, I'm not going to say part of it. It takes a lot of it out because you're not going to have no crowd noise. But there's also a difference in the familiarity of your field versus someone else's field. And unless they're willing to travel back and forth, since there's not going to be anybody in the field, so there's not like, you know, it's just like NASCAR. They're able to go to different tracks, and they're not having an issue with none of this. That's because nobody's there. Um, then, I, I okay, let's have a long season. We play half the games play at Ohio State and the U, and the other half play, you know, the Horseshoe, and the other half play in SEC stadiums and, and let's, let's play the season, and then I, I, I'd definitely be down. Um, I'm not a big fan if all the games got to be away games for Ohio State, even without the fans. Like I said, I, having, the, having the elimination of the fans, that, that's a big deal, but there's there's the familiarity. There's, there's different things you know about your field that nobody else knows about, and you know, there's different features when it comes to the field, that is an advantage, and uh, I'm not a fan of that. But we'll, we'll see how this rolls out. I, I just have this bad feeling. This is one of the reasons why I've not been motivated to continue my top my top 50. I kind of fizzled out once it looked more and more like we were going to have a season because there's not really a point to writing. They're talking about a top 15 when we're not even going to have a season. As a matter of fact, I, I'm not even confident about this whole NFL season. I've kind of slowed down on that. And I've been, don't wrong, it's not like I'm doing, you know, doing stuff on the side. There's two, three pieces almost every day. Except for this last week. It was a crazy, hectic day. And I do apologize for us not being on the air last week. But that had to do with work and being down my two assistants and two people out due to babysitting issues and everything else. Um, but unless we're going to have a season, there's really nothing to talk about. There's no point that 
I speculated and interrogated all this stuff when neither one of these is going to play. And so I, I put my attention, like yesterday, writing about about the Bit American Conference um, and, and talking about Bubba Wallace and, and talking about these players after now. That's kind of what my angle and, you know, my kind of what my focus has been on the last uh, couple weeks in, in writing articles and, and posting different things versus worrying about two different leagues that I – more and more, it looks like this is not going to happen. Um, I kind of have mixed feelings about the college football. I I, I agree with uh, South Carolina, or I'm sorry, uh, Clemson's quarterback. I'm talking about this would actually hurt more for them not to play and, and have a higher, basically higher chance of people catching COVID because now you're not going to be in a controlled environment. People are going to do whatever they want to do and all this other stuff versus them worrying about what they have to do and focus on everything and, and kind of them self-policing themselves. I don't want I don't want my my one in a season to reflect on how which which way I feel about this. Um, so that 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 part's not even into a factor, and, and being how I believe, since the rest of this world is back to business, and, and like nothing happened, and here we are with inflated numbers and doctors and physicians that are conflicting themselves on whether or not masks are necessary or not, and what what started off as a, a virus that was contagious on material or whatever. Uh, services for hours now is not even the case and they just can't make up with their mind and now they're talking about possible possible goggles and everything else and this is just being drawn out for political theater um we need to have a season there, there, there's we're never going to have a point where we do not have COVID-19 there, there's just not it's just like there's not going to be a point and just we'll just we'll even narrow it down to just the United States. As a matter of fact, we can narrow it down to um, a state. There's not going to be a point where someone's not got some kind of cold. If it's a summer cold, if it's uh, a allergy cold, if it's whatever the case may be, um, any kind of variation of flu, cold, sinuses, like it, even we can even break it down. I guarantee you, there's probably not a single day in this that goes by in the 365 days that even in each state there's not somebody with some kind of cold. So to believe that the COVID-19 is going to be gone and to see in the latest numbers of the mortality rate being like 99.96, like it's never going to be 100% gone. So we're we just going to live the rest, of this, the rest of our life like this. Or are we going to move forward and quit letting these people dictate our lives and kill our immune system? There's a reason why some of y'all are getting sick and there's some of the reason why most of y'all ain't. Most y'all don't wear the mask unless you have to. The rest of y'all wear the mask all the time, and you're killing your own immune system. That's that's just fact. But we need to have a season. Um, Now, to me, the difference between the NCAA and the NFL, when we talk about having a season, the NCAA is not getting paid. So I I can understand them having this option because they're not being paid. Now it blows my mind that you got basketball players opting out. You you got baseball players opting out, making millions of dollars, millions of dollars a year, 
to play in a stadium where there's nobody. So as long as every team is doing what they're supposed to be doing, there's not even a risk. So one, this needs to be in-house, taken care of first. You teams, you need to control your players. I mean, just, just facts. But you're going to tell me that I make the measly $15 an hour and I am mandatory to go to work every day. I don't get to opt out and, and take a prorated amount or opt out because I'm high risk and, and get paid even my measly so much dollars an hour versus your millions of dollars a, a year. You're going to tell me that I, who have to deal with the daily public coming off a main highway with factory workers and construction workers and every walk of life, hundreds to thousands of people a day deal with money, and I got to do this as mandatory where I'm not getting paid or have a job, but you get to opt out of millions of dollars that you're still going to get paid, just regardless of how much it is, potentially all of it, because you don't want to go to a stadium to play with nobody there and play against a team that is supposed to be under the same protocols or the same rules that you are, not going out and not in contact with anybody and, and all this other stuff. So you all should be safe. How does this make sense? That's the difference to me in the NFL and in the college football when I talk about the football season or any pro season or pro series versus the NCAA is the money factor and the fact that you're also dealing with kids versus dealing with grown-ups. But are you serious? Like – you go out, basketball players complaining about being a bubble, treated like royalty, getting paid millions of dollars to, to play a game that millions play every day for free. You got baseball players that are opting out of the season, take a prorated amount in hopes that they get all their amounts because they don't want to play in an empty stadium and play against a team that, if everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, is playing against a team that is healthy. And then you got Bob basketball players that are complaining about the horrible conditions of being treated like royalty. Like I made a post last last week after I don't know, second third time the health department's been out of my store. Because of Karen or Kyle. I don't know which one. I think it was a Karen. I think he said she, but I can't remember. I nothing else better to do with their life than worry about calling the health department because I had customers in my store that weren't social distancing. And when did the hell did that ever become? Like, how did that become a thing? How did social distancing ever become? Like, who put that together? Who's, who, who who put the stamp of approval and made that a legit? But anyway, they called the health department because customers, not employees, customers who are not social distancing. This is the first time that a customer's called about another customer. 
and that customers weren't wearing masks. Do you have nothing else better to do with your day? But CJ, those people, they, they, they're feared and this, that, and the other, and they should be able to go. Let's face the facts. People, all people are not going to wear them. I, I, it just is what it is. I, when I go into a place, I wear it because I have to. That's the only time I wear it at work. It's so up to me. I wouldn't wear it. I, it's the most pointless thing in the world. But I do what I got to do. I'm not going to disrespect another business. But the facts are every place to go, there's somebody that doesn't, regardless. So if you're in that much of a fear in your life that this quote-unquote, this is like the base air quotes in the world, COVID-19 virus is that deadly, then they, they have order online. You could pay at the pump. There is nothing that you can't get that you need as a necessity that you cannot order online or have picked up, have a pickup delivery where you park that bring it to your car. Amazon delivers just about everything. I've been with Brandy for over a year, and Ms. Brandy is foolproof, especially when the, the shutdown, you couldn't go nowhere, and she was aware of stuff. There, there's really nothing you can't get from Amazon. Say what's going to hurt. That's to not to not have college football, not to have Ohio State, potentially not have the NFL. I know what it was like to not have any sports. Then we got i racing. Then we got NASCAR. NASCAR is my first sport. I, I know that more than I know any sport. I. And, and speaking, and, and I hope I don't offend any of my NASCAR friends. I, you know, if Craig and Craig and Chris listen to this, I hope they they don't take a blinking eye about this. I need more than just NASCAR. As much as that is my number one, and I know, and I've watched more than any other sport, and been to more than any other sport. I gotta have more than just NASCAR. And as this continues to go on further and further, I, I have a feeling that we might get to a point that we're back to just having NASCAR. Do the guys even take an off season? Do they just start picking back right up the i racing series to 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 give the fans something? They ain't got to go nowhere, and they they get a race out of luxury of their own homes or, or um, garages and. I mean, I, I know we got the NHL going on right now, but what will happen once they get through this? Will we see a season when we should see a season, or we're taking a break from this? We got the NBA, but the NBA is so political right now that you you got Carson Tucker and Fox News having better ratings, like two million more viewers better ratings, like. And the NBA just digging a, digging themselves deeper and deeper in this hole, pushing a, a basically 2020 version of the KKK and the whole BML movement. NFL, NCAA, or we're not sure if we're having it at this point. And Major League Baseball, they're 
those concerns of whether or not they're going to make it through the season as teams or players keep opting out and teams keep spitting games. Felt bad for the XFL until this last week. Then you find out that Dwayne The Rock Johnson and some partners went ahead and bought the XFL for only $15. I hope, this, I hope they get this stuff fixed. I hope come springtime there is no coronavirus. What the XFL did and what it brought and the different features, listening to uh, the replay, hear play calling, the live mics up until the ball snapped or whatever by certain key players, like everything that the XFL brought this time around. The first time was a bust. But everything they brought around this time was it was gaining every single week. And they were, they were projecting to, to the numbers to be so astronomically better than they even projected. And this virus just killed it, bankrupted it. I like to say I feel bad for Vince McMahon, but how can you feel bad for billionaire? You, you had your shot back in early 2000. You screwed that up. I'd like to see Dwayne Johnson and, and company um, make this work. I'd like to see what features they keep or what different things that the XFL brought. The kickoff was different. The punt was different. Um, they found a way to have a kickoff and make it safer and, and more intriguing. Same with the punt. There, there were just so many different things. The extra point attempt, just so many different things. And so I, I'm curious to know what they plan on keeping, changes that they feel they need to tweak on this. But I really, I really hope that come next springtime, uh, it was what, springtime? Right after, like a week or two after the Super Bowl. So come springtime, I'm, I'm hoping that this, and once again, and very humongous, biggest air quotes you can ever imagine seeing this virus. I hope it's gone by springtime. I, I'd love to see what 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 tweaks, what changes, what is kept, what this league can do, especially in having a a full season. Like I said, there there was so many there was so many hopes. There were the projections, the numbers. It was ridiculous, and so. Uh, the Rock and uh, and group, whatever they call themselves, uh, they got an opportunity. We'll see. Let's see how this rolls. I mean, I think we all pretty much know come November time, come election, one way or another, this virus ends. Is no longer a concern. We got Izzo joining us here in about three minutes to talk about. Um, all that's going on in the NHL. And, uh, Izzo joins us every Monday night about 8.30 to get us caught up on the latest. Um, it's a great time to be a Columbus Blue Jacket fan. We're going to get a little, get into a little bit of that. And the next round of uh, hockey and uh, the first round draft pick and all of those wonderful things that we get to jump into. Uh, make sure that you uh, follow us on Twitter, at 110Nation. Like us on Facebook. Check out our site, www.the110nationsports.com. 
for all the latest going on here at the 110 Nation. Uh, make sure you check out, uh, or I'm get myself to get ready to get uh, Izzo in here. Um, I want to make sure that I thank Carolina Sports Plus. There we go. Um, and uh, more to music. Um, without these great marketing partners, you uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we do or grow the way we grow. So I want to make sure that I thank them. You can go to our site, www.the110nationsports.com. On the right-hand side, um, on the right-hand side of an article or a piece, um, or on the main page, if you go to the bottom, I'll scroll to the bottom, there's a banner. All you got to do is click on it, and uh, it'll take you um, take you to both their places. It didn't come out the way I wanted it to come out. <laughs> I even knew. That's why I kind of hesitated. Um, but it'll hook you guys up. Uh, make sure you guys show, show them the support that they show us and help make all this possible. If you're interested in joining the 110 Nation, all you got to do is hit me up. Um, you can hit me up on uh, – send me an email, mrcjsports at gmail.com, or you can go to the 110nationsports.com, and then at the top there's uh, some tabs. You can click on Join the 110 Nation. Um, if you uh, have a show and you'd like to have it syndicated on our network or maybe you want to come on like Izzo does – um, and uh, be part of the show, or maybe you got your own show, just don't have a network to put it on, um, or maybe you got your own thoughts and opinions, but being on the air is not you. Um, we got the website you can write for. All you got to do is just, like I said, hit me up, mrtjsports at gmail.com, or just go to the site, www.the110nationsports.com, and just click on the uh, tab to join the 110 Nation. And uh, just let me know, and uh, we'll get back with you and uh, see about getting you on here at the 110 Nation. Um, we got got a lot of things. I want to thank everybody for jumping over um, to the site. I don't think I've been on. No, I've not been on because I was on all last week since the end of last month. I know that uh, we're up about 12.5% versus uh, the first month that we were back on. Um, over the site. So I want to thank everybody that's been over there to the site and check it out. Um, and I, I got to thank and I got to thank all the uh, the different teams that uh, we got a relationship with that have been sending over their press releases. And uh, like I said, Chad, I want to thank everybody that's been over there as uh, we continue to grow. We got a lot of things we want to get accomplished. Um, we, we've set the goals for every year for the next 10 years, and so we uh, got a lot of work to do. So I wanted to thank you all for uh, jumping over there. All right, without any further delay, let's go ahead and get Izzo, our NHL expert in the studio. Izzo, how are you doing tonight? Hey, we're uh, doing pretty good. Um, we just kind of wrapped up uh, phase two of the uh, of the draft. This is something I just kind of caught uh, coming into the door. Um, now that the play-in uh, tournament is now completed and we have our playoff picture, the New York Rangers are now the holder of the number one overall pick in this year's draft. Um, this comes uh, after they were dumped handed, uh, handedly by our <laughs> Carolina Hurricanes, um, you know, in a 3 nothing uh, series sweep. So um, the New York Rangers are now uh, uh, holders of that number one pick. And, um, you know, Jay, with that expansion draft coming up here, you know, for, uh, for next, for the, for the following season, 
Um, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the Rangers have some questions um, that we're going to be diving into as the uh, as the playoffs conclude and everything, and after the Stanley Cup, uh, primarily dealing with their goaltending situation, which was absolutely atrocious. But like I said, we have our uh, our playoff matchup set. Um, we've had some pretty terrific hockey. I know uh, a couple of the people here at our 110 Nation have probably watched more hockey in the past two weeks than they've probably have ever seen um, in their collective lives all put together. So, um, you know, it was it was a treat. Um, I, 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 I love seeing hockey on at like 12 in the afternoon. Um, unfortunately, me being at work, I wasn't able to catch a lot of it, but I did listen to pretty much almost every single game that I could. So it was a great birthday uh, back on the 1st of August to have this play-in tournament uh, come up. But, um, you know, just hockey all day long, you know, you can't really beat it. And I've actually met and talked to some people um, in and around this Texas area that um, have been thoroughly impressed with what they, with what they have seen um, when it comes to uh, to hockey and, and the NHL alone. So, um, you know, without any further ado, Jay, uh, we can jump right into this. All right, before we jump into this, so I want to make a correction here. I don't care that I lived in North Carolina for 24 years. There was never an Our Panther team. There was never an Our Carolina Hurricane team. There was never an Our <laughs> anything in Carolina. I've always been a Cavalier, an Indian, a Browns, a Buckeye, and a Blue Jacket. Just want to make this perfectly clear. Um, speaking of my Blue Jacket. Um, they were one of uh, all the undefeated teams, knock off the top seeded teams. We'll jump in it. So jump into that in a minute. My concern and my question for you is: uh, I got to spend this first few minutes talking about my team here, um, and, and then you can talk about your Carolina Panthers or Carolina Hurricanes. There's no hour, um, but uh, <laughs> if they would have lost, they would have been in running for. The number one pick. Um, in your opinion, was this worth them moving forward? Was this win more important as we're, as a team that they are now moving forward, regardless how much farther they go? Um, is it was it more of a win? It was it more important than being in the running for the number one pick? And more so, can they continue this run? Or as a, as a Blue Jacket fan, is this not going to be a Cinderella run that I'm going to like the the end result of? Well, I mean, if you look at it, let's take a look. I mean, they had a tough matchup coming into that play-in uh, tournament with the Toronto Maple Leafs, and especially Toronto being one of the hub cities, Jay. Um, you know, so you're playing – um, you know, uh, even though you might be the the home team, you're still playing at your opponent's um, arena. So, I mean, that yep. was a hill that they had to overcome, you know, right off the get-go. And, I mean, if you look at those first two games, game one, the Columbus Blue Jackets came out and they played a terrific shutdown game um, where they were keeping Marner, Tavares, Nylander, um, Matthews, all in check. Um, you know, Corpus Salo, the goaltender for – uh, Columbus played, you know, off his head on Monday, making some great saves, uh, controlling the puck really well, not really giving up a lot of rebounds. And the Blue Jackets really did well of just shutting him down. Um, game two, you know, the Maple Leafs kind of got it going uh, a little bit, and they shut out the Jackets, you know, three to nothing. That game three was um, 
game three and game four were probably some of the best two hockey games I've seen in a very long time. Uh, very much back and forth with with the Jackets taking game three in overtime, uh, game four going to the Leafs in overtime. Um, you know, those two games were just back and forth, back and forth. And then when you look at game five, and you really that's when you're really going to figure out what your team's made of. You know, you either win and you continue or you, you lose and you're done. So when you look at what the Jackets did to the Maple Leafs, um, you know, they're going to match up very well against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who, you know, did kind of struggle. Go ahead, Jay. I was going to say, and not to interrupt you, but what did they do? Because I watched the first. I fell asleep before. When I fell asleep, it was halfway or maybe a little bit farther halfway into the third period. And I told you, I probably wouldn't make it since I got to get up first thing in the morning. I tried to make it. It was still one to nothing. So I'm I'm assuming that the other two points were give me, or I'm not going to say give me, but with with Tampa or Toronto trying to pull goalie and other things, I I don't know exactly what happened. I didn't catch the rest of it. But up until that point, what did Columbus do so differently or what was different about their game plan? Because it seemed like, from what I've seen, Toronto really never had much of a shot last night, that Columbus just smothered them. They were all over that puck. They It seemed like they were in Toronto's huddle and knew exactly what was going to happen. What was so different about their game plan last night that made them look so different than versus the back and forth in game three or four versus the three nothing loss in game two? Um, what was so different about their game plan? You know, and that's a good question, Jay. When you look at the way that uh, Columbus is, um, the way that Columbus is is roster is made up, they have a lot of great two way players. Uh, and what Tortorella did, Tortorella, I think, did a, a fine job of um, of really watching game film, you know, of the uh, of Toronto um, and of that power play unit because that power play unit is probably one of the best, if not the best, in the league right now, just because of the talent they have on that roster. The thing that really surprised me that I didn't really expect Columbus to do throughout the entire series was really throw on the pressure on the four check, making ter- the, the Maple Leafs make quick decisions to try and cause turnovers uh, and, and whatnot and really try to flip the script and, you know, put the pressure back on Toronto because Toronto can score in bunches um, without, you know, any hesitation whatsoever. But when you look at a team like the Blue Jackets, they're more set up for, you know, one goal games, two goal games. Um, they can play the close game very, very well. And that's something that Tortorella – um, as a coach has really thrived on in all the places that he's been at, um, you know, prior to coming to Columbus. Remember, he has won a cup um, doing the same thing uh, in Tampa Bay uh, back in 2006, if I remember correctly, um, where he kind of used the same system. He's got a lot of speed on that offensive side with Atkinson, you know, Ryan Murray, Seth Jones, and everybody, Zach Lorensky. There's a lot of speed um, on that. So, you know, the speed aspect, um, for Toronto was kind of neutralized because, you know, Columbus has some speedy guys too, and they're flying under the radar with their speed. You know, it's not a lot of guys that are, you know, uh, I, I think there's a lot of guys on Columbus's team that are very sorely underrated, you know, when it comes to speed and offensive prowess, um, and they're going to match up fairly well. I mean, if you look at the last couple of seasons, what they've done in the playoffs, Jay, I mean, they've, you know, they've handled Toronto this year. They gave Washington – um, a battle, you know, uh, uh, you know, quite a good run, you know, last year and, and the prior years before they've been getting into that, 
first round, second round. And I think this could be the year that, you know, they could possibly get to the, um, the conference final just by way of the land and how everything is kind of matched up right now that I do believe that um, they're going to be that, that they're that sleeper team right now, because you have, um, you know, two of the top teams in that Eastern conference that were heavy favorites to, to make it to the conference final, if not the Stanley cup final in Pittsburgh and Toronto. So, and we've seen how that went, went out, but you know, for the Jackets, they played a really defensively sound game. You know, they controlled the middle of the ice. They did not let the uh, they did not let the Maple Leafs control the offensive zone. They put a lot of pressure on the puck handler to really kind of uh, force quick decisions. So, um, you know, to kind of give it a good comparison, it's just uh, you know the quarterback making the quick the, the quick hot read on a blitz that he's reading. So. Um, you know, that that's the best way to c- kind of compare it. But um, the Blue Jackets, they, they just smothered everybody. Um, Matthews was pretty much ineffective. Tavares was pretty much ineffective. And the whole core guys, um, you know, other than the goaltender, Friedrich Anderson, who played phenomenal hockey for the, for the Maple Leafs, it's just that offense um, did not show up. And that's largely due to um, the de- defensive play of the Blue Jackets, Jay. Before, before I move on, one last thing about the Blue Jackets, and I'll, I'll get off my Blue Jackets. Um, it's, like I, I messaged you in our group last night, I don't know if it's because I'm in Ohio and I have the Ohio sports, the Fox sports, um, uh, what word I'm looking for, market or whatever. I'm assuming you guys had a different market. But I know at one point they were real big on talking about Jenner. Um, and, and I brought that up. Um, what – from your you being a non Blue Jacket fan, and I'm assuming you guys didn't get the same coverage, so you didn't have to hear about it. And I asked you, or was it really any legitimacy behind what they're talking about, or are they just trying to pump it up because it's an Ohio station? What should I know from your point of view? What should I know, or what should I look for? What should I cheer for when, when it comes to Jenner, the the player that they were pumping up so much? Is there legitimacy behind that, and what? Sh- what should I be focused on when it comes to him? When you look at a guy like Boone Jenner, um, Boone Jenner is largely considered to be a very dangerous player. He is a great two-way player. He has offensive skills and defensive skills. Um, prime example, Tom Wilson of the uh, Washington Capitals, a name we've heard, heard of before, um, due to his controversial play and, and, and league penalties that he kind of um, gets for some of his physical play. But I, I, Boone Jenner is, is similar to Tom Wilson. Um, he can skate very, uh, very well. Um, you know, he's, he's pretty fast for, for, for a man his size. Um, he's got good hands and has some offensive uh, intelligence that really benefits him um, to make him that sound power forward that, you know, teams really yearn for um, year in and year out. When you have a great power forward, um, you know, on your hockey team, um, it, it, it goes a long way. When you look at kind of old, some of the older guys um, from, from years past, Johan Franzen of the Detroit Red Wings, Kevin Stevens is a name that you should remember from the early 90s, from the uh, early NHL days, NHL 93, 94 with those great Penguins teams. Uh, Rick Tockett is another name that comes up. Um, John LeClaire, you know, guys like that that have that, you know, that big solid frame that can not only, you know, play the game of hockey, but, you know, dish out the punishment that comes along with it. And I think 
the guys uh, for uh, the, uh, the the Blue Jackets uh, color commentary. I think they're pretty spot on. I really don't think that they're blowing too, too much smoke up there. Um, you know, Boone Jenner could definitely be a 20, 25 goal scorer, you know, somewhere maybe in the 40 to 50 point range, um, which would actually be phenomenal um, for a guy like Boone Jenner. And I think um, he, is, he is definitely a, a big fan favorite there, um, you know, in Columbus and everything. He's been there for quite some time now, um, and he's really kind of started coming into his own a little bit. You know, he, he could have a little bit of a leadership role um, in that locker room, too, along with uh, Foligno, who's also been there for quite some time, too. But when you just kind of look at this Blue Jackets team, Jay, they're just very, very, very young, um, you know, so they still have a lot of, um, tread on the tire, so to speak, you know, uh-huh. if, if you can kind of get that. So, um, you know, Jenner is definitely one of those uh, veteran guys that, you know, is probably, you know, um, one of the, uh, you know, one of the le- team leaders of that locker room, you know, night in and night out. And, you know, he's always exciting to watch. I hate when he plays the Penguins. Trust me, Jay. I, I hate <laughs> when he plays my Penguins because he just, he's just a, man, he's just a, a menace out there on the ice. But, you know, when you have a guy like that on your roster that can, you know, uh, not only be a menace but can contribute to the scoring sheet, you know, you got one of the few good all-around players. And, you know, you don't necessarily get guys like that. Um, you know, they're not a dime a dozen. But, you know, when they do come along, you know, it's good to have them on your team. And I think um, Columbus did a very good job uh, of keeping Boone – or I think, if I remember correctly, they drafted him and they've kept him in their system – uh, and he's been thriving um, ever since he stepped up uh, to the bigs uh, to, to skate with the Jackets, Jay. All right, playing tournaments. Um, obviously, this has already turned into a tournament of the unexpected, and um, we we got four teams that have really shaken things up, and then we got four teams, Toronto, Pittsburgh, Edmond, and Nashville that are gone um, that we expected to see in round two. Um, as they'll jump into uh, – what happened to all these top-seeded teams that are no longer part of the tournament, and uh, um, what's next for this playing tournament? Well, man, I tell you what, it was—it's the year of the upset, I guess. You know, kind of like how they have in college basketball during March Madness. Man, it was just—it's—it's the—it uh, was the play-in tournament, uh, the upset play-in tournament of the of the season, essentially. So, um, you know, first one right off the get-go, we'll cover it real fast. The uh, my, my Pittsburgh Penguins taking on the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Pittsburgh being the number five seed. You got to rush through that. We can talk about. (laughs) (laughs) I tell you what, all four of those games were really, really, really slow for me, Jay. Just really, really, um, really, really painful to watch. Um, uh, You know, uh, Pittsburgh has had some problems in the postseason before with teams like Montreal, teams like the Islanders. um, Always had some trouble with Columbus when they've met in the playoffs. So Pittsburgh definitely has their their hiccups when it comes to certain teams. And um, actually the last year of the Igloo, uh, the old Mellon Arena, um, I was at the actual, the very last game, which was a playoff game. It was a game seven um, against the Canadians. Uh, so it was, um, um, I can't remember if it was the second round. I, I do believe it was the second round, second round or first round. 
um, where I actually got to go to uh, a playoff game and watch the Canadian skate um, against the Penguins, and the Penguins lose that one. So, um, you know, uh, Montreal skated away with this uh, with this series three to one. And the big thing that I pre I preached on this before before this tournament started was um, how good Carey Price was going to be in net for the Canadians, and he was absolutely phenomenal. The Penguins really kind of shot themselves in the foot multiple times with numerous turnovers, Jay. It was just really unfortunate. Jake Gensel, who who came back uh, for the Penguins from a core muscle injury. Uh, Brian Dumlin, who was coming off a leg injury. Uh, Malkin, uh, Brian Rust, these are all guys that did not show up for the Penguins um, at all. Um, they certainly tried peppering. They peppered Carey Price. I think they averaged almost 30 shots a game, um, but really could not do – um, anything for, uh, uh, um, you know, really couldn't do anything to get past Carey Price. So, um, you know, he played phenomenal. Jeff Petrie and, and Shea Weber, uh, defensemen for the Canadians, were chewing up a lot of ice time those first two games. I think they were averaging almost 27, 26 minutes a game those first couple ones to really try and shut down Sid's line and Gino's line to, to you know, to just try and stay – um, you know, uh, in the race, essentially. And this is another one of those things where, um, you know, the, the later in the game it gets and, and, you know, the longer it stays tied, you got to favor that underdog because all they need is one and they could play shut down D. And that's exactly what Montreal did to the Penguins throughout this series. Um, very physical, out forechecked him, outrushed him, um, you know, and, and didn't really outshoot him at all at any point in time, I don't think, in this series. Um, I, I do believe at one point uh, the Canadians were, uh, I think, winning uh, game three uh, with a shot total of like uh, 10 to one or 10 to two or something like that at one point in time. It was something ridiculous. And, uh, you know, Montreal and Carey Price, man, they, they did definitely showed up and shut down Sid and the Pens. And they're, uh, you know, they're moving on to, to take on the Philadelphia Flyers. So, and then when you go to the West, the other top team, the Edmonton Oilers, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl and company. Boy, and this is another team that had, you know, their 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 arena being the hub city in Edmonton. So Chicago Blackhawks and the Montreal Canadiens, which is funny actually when you think about this, Jake, because both of these teams are at the bottom of the NHL standings as a whole in the entire league um, at some point in time this year. And now these two teams between Chicago and Montreal are now in the <laughs> dance. But Getting into Chicago and Edmonton, man, Chicago just came out and they just worked the Oilers. I mean, just worked them. Um, you know, uh, Corey Crawford, goaltender, two-time Stanley Cup winner for the for the Hawks, played off his mind. Um, you know, was just he was just getting red hot at the right moments and everything. Um, and this is a team that struggled throughout most of the year. Um, and then went on pretty much like a 12-game, 11-game winning streak or something like that for a little bit before the season got shut down. And, man, they just owned the Oilers, Jay. I mean, just owned them. Um, you know, Jonathan Taves had a comeback playoff performance. Um, I think he had like seven or eight points throughout that whole entire series. And, uh, you know, just really kind of, um, you know, the, the Hawks just really kind of took over. This was kind of a high-scoring series. Um, in four games, uh, game one, Hawks took that one six to four. Game two, the Oilers took that one six to three. Game three and four went to the Hawks. Game three was a score of four to three, and game four was a score of uh, three to two. So there was a lot of scoring going on in this series. But in the end, Chicago's moving on. 
And Chicago is going to be taking on the Vegas Golden Knights, who uh, took the uh, the number one overall spot in the West. Um, another big upset that I was looking at, uh, what I was really paying attention to, was the Nashville Arizona uh, series, uh, where Arizona won this uh, won this series in four games. Arizona is peaking at the right time right now. I think they're another one of those sleeper teams. They're the sleeper team that I have picked in the West right now for my uh, bracket shot. Bracket challenge, excuse me, and uh, they're going to be uh, a, a dangerous team. Um, they're actually going to be pitted up in the first round of the playoffs against the Colorado Avalanche. Um, so this is going to be a pretty good series uh, to watch. There's a lot of speed on both ends. Goaltending on both ends is going to be exceptionally good. And then when I look at Nashville, um, you know, Pecorine, who's been the goaltender for Nashville for it seems like forever now, Jay, um, did not get the, uh, the nod through this season. I think they went with, uh, 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 oh crap. What's his name? Corpus Solo. Um, if I remember, if I remember his name correctly, um, they went with the younger goaltender. It really didn't seem to work for them. Nashville did not look like they were any, you know, in, in any control whatsoever, um, during this series, uh, getting to the hurricanes and Rangers matchup. We saw Henrik Lundqvist, um, you know, play the first two games and just look absolutely pitiful, giving up a lot of soft goals. Um, and uh, uh, Shurskinen, uh took over for game three, um, but really couldn't do anything as the Hurricanes uh, ended up skating away with this uh, with this series and a, and a clean sweep with a 3 nothing. So um, Carolina's definitely going to be a dangerous team too. Um, they're going to be pitted up against the Boston Bruins in that first round of the playoffs. Uh, the other one that I really kind of enjoyed watching was, uh, uh, the young, uh, Vancouver Canucks take out the Minnesota wild. Uh, this series went to four games. Uh, the Canucks just really kind of, uh, came out soft in that first game. The wild were kind of all over them. And then all of a sudden, um, it just looked like the Canucks put on the, uh, just put on the speed really, and just started scoring goals left and right. Um, and just made Minnesota look like the old veteran team that they are. Um, you know, so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, things play out in Minnesota. I expect a lot of roster changes coming here uh, fairly shortly uh, for, uh, for, the, uh, for the Wild. Looking at the other one, Mike, I know you're looking down on us. I know you watched this series from up above, man. I'm hoping that you enjoyed uh, watching the Islanders take out the Florida Panthers in the play-on round. Uh, this game, this series went to four games too as well. Um, the Islanders are looking pretty, pretty impressive right now um, with Barry Trotz, uh, you know, behind the bench right now and really moving these guys along. And this is actually going to be the uh, the the series, the the first round series that I'm going to be paying attention to um, for the Islanders. Uh, Jay, we have Barry Trotz and the Islanders taking on the Washington Capitals. Um, and this is a team that Barry Trotz coached a couple years ago uh, and won the Stanley Cup with, uh, you know, in Washington. So we have the old coach taking on his old team in that first-round matchup, and that's probably going to be the matchup that I'm going to be paying attention to most when the first round kicks off. Flames and Jets uh, did some battle. Calgary Flames took this series 4-1. to one. Uh, The Jets really didn't really do too much. Um, uh, Vesna Trophy finalist uh, Connor Hallibuck didn't really play too too well. Um, that's actually one thing I really kind of picked up on. A lot of goaltenders um, really did not play up to par, and I think Jay that was doing to- doing part to um, 
you know, how often these the ice was being used in Toronto and Edmonton. Um, I know we remember we had a discussion uh, a couple weeks, uh, like a week ago, um, about how the how uh, the ice was affecting the game, how you could see pucks really bouncing around, and the more use and the more skating you do on the ice, um, you know, the softer that it, that it gets and it makes pucks bounce uncontrollably. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of crazy funky goals. I'm sure everybody's seen a lot of crazy funky goals um, kind of going around. So, um, you know, that's what we kind of got going on. We have our playoff matchup set up. The Eastern Conference first round right now, uh, we're going to have Philadelphia taking on Montreal. Uh, Philadelphia is going to be the home team for that. Tampa Bay is going to be um, hosting the uh, your Columbus Blue Jackets, Jay, uh, Washington uh, the Washington Capitals and New York Islanders are pitted to do battle, and Boston and Carolina are the last uh, uh, set of teams for the Eastern uh, Conference uh, uh, playoff bracket. For the West, we're going to have Vegas, uh, the Golden Knights taking on Chicago, Colorado taking on uh, Arizona, Dallas is going to be playing Calgary, and St. Louis and Vancouver are going to be uh, doing battle also in the uh, in that first round playoff matchup too, so um, we have our we have our matchups all set. Um, the uh, playoffs are set to do or to begin Wednesday on the twelfth uh, on NBCSN. Uh, if I remember correctly, yeah, August twelfth, we're going to have the Canadians at the Flyers uh, on NBCSN at eight p.m. Eastern. Friday, we're going to have the Canadians. Uh, and Flyers, uh, or, or yeah, August 12th, uh, Canadians and Flyers are going to start their battle. Jay, your Blue Jackets are going to start kickoff tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern time on NBCSN. Uh, we're also going to have on the 12th, the Capitals and the Islanders uh, do battle at 3 p.m. Eastern. Like I said, this is probably the matchup that I would probably want to pay attention to um, where we have the old coach taking on his old team, and I think these teams are pitted um, fairly, fairly well when you look at the uh, when you look at the tail of the tape. Um, also, starting tomorrow, we have the Bruins and Hurricanes doing battle at 8 p.m. Eastern. And then when we look at the uh, Western Conference tomorrow, we have the Hawks at the Golden Knights uh, on NBCSN. Also kicking off on Wednesday, the Coyotes and the Avalanche are pitted to do uh, battle at 5:30 uh, p.m. Eastern time. The Stars and Flames are going to get started tomorrow, too, as well at 5.30 Eastern time. And then on Wednesday, we're going to have the Blues hosting, uh, or the Blues uh, uh, hosting, or Canucks hosting the Blues uh, at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time on NBCSN. So um, that's what we're going to have starting tomorrow and Wednesday. Um, I'm going to be glued to the TV, going to have the radio on, the NHL.TV going um, and if you guys are, uh, you know, all fans, you can go to NHL.com um, and listen to the ra- local radio broadcast at any point in time. Uh, your local cable providers, uh, especially your NBC and NBCSN and all the NBC networks are going to be holding all these games. So you guys can watch them on your devices and everything uh, too as well. So, um, you know, looking forward to it, Jay. Um, like I said, this is the coolest thing to have hockey on, you know, instead of watching Days of Our Lives or Passions or anything like that. So um, looking forward to it. We're going to get some playoff hockey, and I think we've, we've already got a good jump on it, you know, so far. I've, I've seen nothing but positive reviews um, from when it comes to new fans uh, coming in and watching the sport. 
and uh, just enjoying the product as a whole. A few things before we get you out of here. Um, one, I disagree. The thing to be looking for is the only thing you need to be looking for is the Columbus Blue Jacket. So the the coach and the old team, <laughs> Blue Jacket. Um, speaking of Blue Jackets, since that happens to be the topic of conversation right now, um, when we talk about our anything since the Pittsburgh Penguins have decided not to continue on in the playoffs, we can have our <laughs> Blue Jackets, if you like. Um, <laughs> Um, and it was something. Oh, it was a good thing that I have uh, YouTube TV on my phone, so I could catch it tomorrow um, when the game kicks off at three o'clock. So uh, I'll definitely be uh, checking that out while uh, I'm still at work tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Um, as a, as always, Izzo, it's been a blast, a pleasure. I'm glad you got to uh, talk some NHL and more specifically Blue Jackets. Uh, didn't expect to make it out of the first round, but here we are two rounds into it and we get to start off next round or uh, tomorrow for the next round. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to having you back next Monday night to uh, recap what we've seen in the week one or week one of round two. And uh, hopefully we get uh, just as much action and uh, quality plays we did in the first round. Uh, Izzo, you uh, enjoy your week. I know you will. And uh, let's do this again next week. Hey, it's always a blast, and uh, like I said, um, you know, we're going to have some great hockey on. If you guys need some, you know, some time, got to kill some time, turn on some hockey. Um, you can follow me at 110 Puckhead on Twitter. Um, be glad to talk hockey and everything. So until next Monday, um, we'll do it same bat time, same bat channel. Yes, sir. I will talk to you later on. That was Izzo, our NHL expert. We have him on every Monday night at 830. Glad to have him on. Um, glad to uh, be able to poke a few jabs this year. Um, usually uh, once we get through the first round, maybe second round, I no longer get to throw any, any elbows and jab anybody because my blue jackets usually uh, fall short. But uh, I hate to get my hopes up, but hell, what else do I got to hope for this year? Probably not going to have NFL season. Looks like we're not going to have a, a, a football, a college football season. Um, this whole baseball season is still up in the air, even though they're playing. So this is not the closest thing I'm going to have to anything this year. Um, so, uh, uh, and Kyle Bush is not doing so hot in the recent. So I ain't got a lot to cheer for this year as it is. Uh, so go Blue Jackets. Um, tomorrow night, throw it back Tuesdays. Hopefully, I'll be in the studio. Usually, I uh, sit in the studio um, about 5, 6 o'clock. And then at 8 o'clock, I'll uh, throw on an oldie but goodie, um, a show from over the last six, seven years that are still in the archives. And listen to it and let you guys listen to uh, whatever I'm listening to in the studio and uh, do some uh, work on the site and social media and everything else. Um, so hopefully work doesn't keep me from that. Um, Wednesday night, back on the studio at 8 o'clock for the 110 Nation Sports Show. And don't forget, Thursday night, um, Chris and Craig, Race Chat Live. So make sure you guys tune in for that. Don't forget, you guys can follow us on Twitter, at 110 Nation. You can like us on Facebook, 110 Nation Sports. Make sure you guys check out the site, www.the110nationsports.com, for all the latest. Uh, i got to thank Carolina Sports Plus and more to music. Um, without the uh, support of these great marketing partners, we wouldn't, wouldn't be able to do what we do or grow the way we grow. So I want to make sure I thank them. Till next time. Thanks for listening to the 110 Nation Sports Show with Mr. CJ Sports. You are a part of the 110 Nation. So be sure to visit the 110nation.com for everything related to the show. 
You can follow CJ on Twitter at 110Nation and on Facebook at 110Nation Sports. Until next time. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.